Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. Welcome, a beautiful Thursday morning, 15th of June 2017, corresponding with the 20th of Ramadan 1438. And we're focusing on our relief network this morning, and we will be hosting once again Malala Muhammad Hashim Qasim, the chairperson of Sands of Western Cape, as well as Ferris Mahmoud, national deputy chairperson for Sands of, coming back to our relief network this morning, and that is with the focus on zakah, which is one of the very important ibadahs as well. It's one that is, um, you know, um, kind of neglected in many ways, subhanAllah, and I think it's one that people often say that, um, you know, I'm, I'm preparing for Hajj, uh, I, I believe, I make Salah, I, uh, I uh, do my fasting, but what about Zakah, you know? Um, do we find that people have that same, uh, or attach the same importance to Zakah as any of the five other pillars? Maulana, I'm probably putting you on the spot a little bit today, but I think this is how we want to start out today, inshallah. ก็ชื่อเอ่อว่าสําหรับเราไม่ได้ใช่ตัวมะฮัมหมูดไปอิสลามอาดมาชาอัลลอฮ์เมนิเมนิมัวเยสอินชาอัลลอฮ์กูด
So the payment is an ibadah. Like you must do your salah. Yes. Right? Number one, you must make it. If you must do salah, it's a big sin. Right? So if you, like you must pay zakah, it is a big sin. And we didn't pay it in 2010 when we were, weren't so Muslim yet. Mm -hmm. You have to make, make up of it. You're not going to get pretty what you do. Because Allah has given you this wealth. Allah makes you this custodian of this, this wealth, a wakil of this wealth. And Allah said, a real mu'min. You can't go for hajj. We didn't pay zakah. Because a real mu'min realizes that in their wealth is a portion that belongs to the less fortunate ones and those who are poor. It's, it's a portion. It's a hak of a portion. It is a hak of the poor people, which is in your, your hands. And you cannot give somebody a hak. So you can't go for hajj. Because it's your money. Right, we go with the money, so I think Allah SWT must change our condition. Yes. If we, if we, if we don't with do that. So like, making dua, but my, my intake is haram. My clothes where I wear is haram. The place where I stand on is haram. In part, we didn't pay zakah. Your, your intake is haram also. Because you take somebody else's hak, eat somebody else's hak. You are wearing your clothes with that money. It wasn't your money. It was a poor, it was a car money supposed to give. The house that you bought was a, no. How do you want to accept your dua? Samanana, when we speak about zakah, and I'm listening to you, it's like it's like throwing a stone in a pond. There's the, the ripple effect. If you did not cleanse your wealth, wealth means everything that you own. All your assets. Pharaohs will discuss later on the, yes. the, 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 the assets and the liquid uh, assets. What is all wealth? And don't think only about money in the bank. Alhamdulillah, Allah SWT has given us and Africans lots of wealth. Compared with other people, we are very much better off than many people. Alhamdulillah, we owe this, we own this, we own that, you know. And if we don't keep the right, and the, 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 the biggest thing about zakah is to make you understand that what you give, Allah will give you back. You know, in the morning, <clears throat> when the person gets up, the malaika makes dua for you. Allahumma ati mu'ati, Allahumma ati mu'ati khalafa. Oh Allah give that giver, the donor, give him a substitute for what amount he spend. The, the, the malaika makes dua for you, if you spend, oh Allah give the one that spends, give him, give him the money back. And this eh, is in the morning, you haven't done anything didn't do anything yet. The intention is there, maybe the malaika make dua for you, or oh Allah grant the donor or the one that gives khalafa, mean a substitute to his wealth. Wa'ati mumshikan talafa, and give the one that is keeping back mm -hmm. destruction. Allahumma hafazna, Allah save us. Amen. But if you don't pay zakah, Allah withhold his reign, Allah withhold his mercy. Allah will hold the, 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 the harmonious relationship in the families because we are indulging in the haram. Riba is one part haram. Not giving zakah and you are supposed to give zakah is also haram. Now if you give, first of all, the balaika will offer you before you spend it. Secondly, if you don't give, the balaika will make bad do offer you, bad do offer you. Right? And if you do give, you make Allah happy. Why does he give zakah? Allah becomes happy. 
sadly, you make the ummah happy. Because when the person pays zakah, the person that receives the money must make dua for the donor. Wasalli alayhim. Quran says, Wasalli alayhim. Make dua for him. In the Sakalallahum, your dua is like a consolation for him. Like Zakumullah, may Allah reward you. Allah barak lik. Barakallah feek. You know, you make dua for the donor. If I make salah, I must make my own dua. Allah must accept it. Yeah, I pay zakah, the receiver must make dua for the donor. They become that muhabba and that love between the fortunate one and the less fortunate one. That is zakah. But also, if you don't pay zakah, the day of Qiyamah, that zakah will be like a chain around your neck. Right? It will burn over and over. Allah save us. Allahumma jirna minan nar. Allah save us. Mm-hmm. But it is the part which is the worst part. And then also you become now haughty. Brekrach. Ek het man. Jelle het nie. But I have what belongs to me. So, Kibbal becomes into your heart. First of all, Malaika make dua, bad dua for you. Secondly, Kibbal gets into your heart. And thirdly, animosity is created between the haves and the don't-haves. And when they said animosity, now become hasad. From hasad becomes evil eye. Yes. And that's so hakun, evil eye is a reality. But if I, if I did my dues, the same people that envies me make dua, Allah give me more. The people that envies me doesn't have hasad head. Because he makes dua, but Allah give more because he will give more to the poor. Because he loves that, he loves the poor. You know? So the dua becomes from, besides the person, when you give it now, you make dua. As your life goes on, the person, the receiver, will only make dua for them, but they don't. I mean, I look at people at Sanza when they have achieved something. For many years, it's my dua. Allah will give zakah, zakah, one of Sanzef, you know, all the strength, all the barakah, and those that manage Allah must reward them because through zakah, we have done this and this and this. We have achieved. My, my son went to study, he's looking after us now, and you know, all that to ask him. Then you tell yourself, for all the trouble we are going through as executive and those that manage the zakah, it is worthwhile. Alhamdulillah. Because the, 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 the happy faces of the people, because it could have been easily me standing in the queue. It could have been my mother standing in the queue. It could have been my child standing in the queue. But as long as I administer here, Allah will look after me. It's guaranteed. You know, so there's no fear about it. The moment I said leaving this work, my chance of getting into the queue is almost there. Allah save us, Allah will protect us, our dignity, yeah. our Izzah, and our self respect also. And at that part, we will always be cognizant of it that remember, as long as you serve Allah's creation, Allah will serve you. Because the Quran says, In tan surullah yansurukum. You yab Allah's creation, Allah will help you. Why you thabbit akadamakum? No, no, only Allah will help you. Allah will make you firm in it. In Allah will forgive you for one action. See to the need of those in need. And Allah will do, 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 do us in our need. When I graduated in 84, I gave us advice. I said, look after Allah's creation. Allah look after you. 
I said, because you know, imams always answer that till the least of money. Yeah. So what? I say, money don't suffice your need. Allah suffices your need. Allah. And if Allah suffices your need, your needs is fulfilled. Indeed. Malana has given us a beautiful nasiha just to open this morning, alhamdulillah. And I see there's, you know, questions coming our way as well. But we'll deal with that a little bit later. Today we want to educate people. And I think this is the, you know, um, our, our last, I suppose, um, chance with, with you on air today, Malana. So there's going to be lots of questions, but also lots of things to discuss this morning. We also have to discuss the issue of the liquid asset and what we pay zakah. I think they, 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 we can say the zakah, but pay zakah, but what do we pay zakah on? Right? We discussed last week the howl and the nisab and the amounts. Now, when do we get to know what I should pay on a zakah? Shukra Marana. Um, so, just to get to the part very much more on a technical level, where Marana has covered very much more of the softer. Um, part in terms of zakah, why we pay zakah, um, the benefits for both the receiver and the giver. Um, I think it's maybe just important that we also understand the technical um, aspects around zakah. So basically we have four categories or classes of zakah on which we pay. Um, and the first one is liquid assets. So these include your money, your investments, gold and silver, and includes any stock. Um, relating to business, um, so we'll go. We'll get. We'll focus very much more on liquid assets, but we also have animals, which includes your sheep, cows, and camels. We have agricultural products, which includes your wheat, barley, dates, etc., as well as minerals, which include uh, crude oil, precious stones, etc. Just to highlight that there are unique rates and whole periods that relate to each one of these categories. Mm. So, if there are any questions relating to the other three, um, they can please contact our officers because these. Are very specific and very specialized because not not many of us um, farm or um, extract minerals so those questions can specifically be directed to our officers and our consultants so today we're going to focus very much more on liquid acids which are more what our general community uh, has so if we look at um, liquid assets so we're going to discuss money we'll discuss listed shares as well as um, unit trusts we'll go through some policies um, retirement um, savings which include your pension provident fund which is very popular as well as the retirement annuities we'll discuss gold and silver um, and we'll discuss some business assets which include debtors and and stock which is also very uh, popular and common um, area of concern mm. so just to go straight into it in terms of money so this would include all actual cash Molina always says, Alhamdulillah, many of the communities have gone for Hajj. Yes. And when they come back, they always have these leftover currency dollars. So like my mom, who's no different to any other other Hujaj, um, um, they put it in the safe. So that's the next time, inshallah, when they go again. But this, that also includes part of your wealth. So it's not just the cash you have in the bank. It also includes that foreign currency you have in the safe or any money you have under the mattress. Um, or anywhere hidden um, because I went to the office now the other day and the receptionist told me that the lady wants to know how much does she need to pay on it was a huge amount of money and I said okay is it in the bank does it include interest she says no it's she keeps it at home so subhanallah so there are still some people that keep such a huge amount of cash at home so it includes all possible cash that you have so all foreign currencies bank accounts all bank accounts that you have um, and all cash 
Um, so what you need to do for the foreign currency, you obviously just take the foreign currency that you have, assuming it's dollars. You take the current rate of what the dollar is um, at today, yes. and that should give you the value of what it is in rands. So maybe I should give, um, just highlight in the beginning that... Marv, so can I ask you something? So you're looking at, at market-related uh, yes, um, yes. value, market and related not what you bought it at, but what the value is currently. Today. Okay. So for example, if your calculation is today, you'd then look at what the rate per dollar is today and then do that conversion and it would obviously give you a rand value and that is what you get today. But just to highlight that, the zakatable assets are all assets that you own. So it's not just, for example, just cash that you have, okay. it would be including all assets. So we'll, we'll go through all the assets that they possibly are, like I've just mentioned, yes. but you've got to add up all of them together to get to the Nisab value. So last week we discussed what the Nisab values um, are and exactly what it entails. So Nisab is basically the minimum net surplus of wealth you need to possess when your zakah is, when you're eligible to pay zakah. So if you look at last week, it was around about 5,487. Yes. So this week it's around about the same. So it should be, if you average it about, so assuming it's 5,400 rand, let's rather give you less than a higher figure in case you want to kind of just miss a 20 rand and say, no, you're not, yes. your wealth is not zakatable. So let's assume it's 5,400. So what you need to do is you need to add up all your list of assets to get to this net surplus wealth of 5,400. So if your wealth is to the minimum of 5,400, then you need to pay attention because you need to pay, you you probably need to pay zakah on your wealth. So we've covered in terms of cash. So the next asset that we look at that you need to possibly pay on are listed shares like unit trusts. Okay. So because it's basically near cash, so it's basically cash cash in your hand. Although you technically don't hold it in your hand, but you own it. So maybe this is also a good time, like we've mentioned last week, just to refresh when your zakah is due. So there are usually four conditions that um, you need to ensure that you, that you um, cover to, be, to whether your zakah is, is payable. So the first one that Molina mentioned is the Nisab. Mm -hmm. And we've mentioned in terms of what that value is, currently it's about 5,400 Rand. You need to ensure that the whole, the period that you need to hold for it is at least one lunar calendar here. So you need to hold it for 12 months. So you, if you're doing your period today, then you look at your whole of last year. So if you held the Nisab last year and you hold the Nisab this year, then you most likely need to pay Zakah as well. The other condition is um, a condition of growth. So the asset needs to be able to grow or have potential to grow. And if you do own that asset, then that asset would be most probably liable as part of your list of categories as well. Also remember that sometimes an asset may not grow. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that it's not zakatable. So say, for example, the individual that holds the money in the, under the mattress. Remember, your money is not going to grow because you are... Remember, money will decrease because the value decreases yes. if you're keeping it under the mattress. But that doesn't um, mean that that money had, doesn't, didn't have potential to grow. The fact that the individual took that decision not to invest it doesn't mean that it's not zakatable. So that asset is zakatable. So you need to ensure that the asset is has potential to grow. And if it does have potential to grow, then it's most likely is a zakatable asset. And then the last condition, Molina, if you can just refresh my memory, what's the fourth condition again? The growth, the one, and the other part. So it's the growth, it's the whole. Tamlik. Ownership, yes. So you have to have full ownership, shukra Molina, full ownership of the asset as well. You need to ensure 
that if, for example, if there's any confusion or misunderstanding as, as to who owns the asset, then you need to clarify that upfront so that you can ensure whether you need to add that asset to, as part of your list. Um, an example normally comes in terms of jewelry. That's normally a very common question amongst the women to say, well, the jewelry has been given to me on the day of the wedding, but it belongs, still belongs to the family. Should anything happen, all of a bit there's a divorce, I need to give the jewelry back to the family. So technically you actually don't own that. So that you have to pay on that jewelry. Asset. No, you don't. We'll get to the jewelry part, but the, the test that you normally have to ask yourself is, can you dispose of this asset? Can you sell this asset? Can you give it away? If the answer to that question is yes, then most likely you own the asset. It belongs to you. If you can freely do with it what you want, then you own the asset. So we just need to make sure whether you actually own the asset for it to be able to be part of your list of Zakaya. Okay, the next one is the policies. Um, what commonly happens um, amongst the society is that, and especially in today's day and age, as women, we try and have some sort of saving mechanism for our children's education. So we generally take out an educational policy so what happens with this policy is that you may be the contributor contributing towards the policy, but you're not the beneficiary. So you, so you then ask the question is, do I own this, this, this policy, this fund? If they pay out, will I be receiving the funds? And the answer is, no, you won't be receiving the funds because you're not the beneficiary. So you won't be paying on that um, policy as part of your zakatable okay. assets. Okay. So if we move on to the pension and the provident fund and retirement annuities, we've mentioned last week, because there were quite a few questions around this, um, in terms of do they pay while they're still contributing, when do they actually pay? So if you look at pension, provident and retirement annuities, they're all saving schemes, they're all saving mechanisms for uh, some point in time, which is retirement at the end yes. of the day. Um, if you look at Pension and provident funds, those are generally conditions of employment. We have, when, you, when you're employed, what happens is that generally the employer would say, well, you've got to pay a certain contribution and we pay a certain contribution to a particular fund. And once you retire, once you leave, that fund will then be paid out to you. So um, if you look at from, from the pension perspective, because that is a condition of employment, you don't pay Zakar as part of that asset. So the pension fund, is only part of your list of Zakatwa assets once you actually receive it. So that te technically now, if you're contributing and you have a pension fund, no matter what the value is, you do not pay on that fund. Whereas if you look at the retirement annuity, it's slightly different in that those funds are generally for those people that are not employed by an employer. So it's somebody like that's self-employed, or somebody that's trying to save towards retirement who generally then uh, apply to a retirement annuity fund. So these are similar to a pension fund. You also do the contributions on a monthly basis for retirement um, at 65 or 60. But the difference is that here's a discretionary element in that you as the individual, you voluntarily took out that retirement annuity. Yes. There's no condition to any employment. There's no condition. Your husband didn't say you had to take it out. Um, it's something that's voluntary. You took it out, and because of that voluntary and discretionary aspect, you pay zakah on that value. Okay. So every year, if you look at when your um, zakah cycle is, you then call your broker and tell him, and tell, advise him you want to know what the value of your surrender value of, the, of your retirement um, fund is today. He can give you the value, and you then include that as part of your zakatable assets. I want to ask the question, coming back to the educational policy here. Uh, 
And this is, you know, it is non-zakatable because you're paying it, but you're paying it for your son, basically, or your daughter that is yes, going to be studying. Sure. Yeah. But what if that money becomes available and it's not um, handled for that purpose? What then? Just, the moment, is it, if it was more than a shop, right? So, and and first of all, your son's wealth is your, for the pair, for the father. And yes. you and your you and your wealth belongs to your father. Yes. Because the father took out this policy, a study policy for the child, and he didn't use it for it. It's still the father's wealth. It's still part of his edible, eligible zakah into his calculation. Shukran. So the father is to pay zakah on that. Shukran um, any any uh, points from your side, Sylvie? No, maybe I can just seeing that we're on the on the minor children. Um, yes. I can just maybe say that there are differences of opinion in terms of when zakah is paid on minor children. The Hanafi Madhab um, says that until the child becomes baligh, no zakah is payable. In terms of all the other madhahib, you pay zakah on on the wealth of minor children. So that's just a difference of, of opinion. So there was a question that um, came along and this is, um, Salans, can, I please, can you please tell me how much zakat do I pay on the amount of 145,000 rand? Okay, we've worked out on, on the calculator, it's about 3,625 rand for the year. Okay, then this person also asks, um, if uh, a person gets a monthly payment, is it zakatable? Your zakat is, is not calculated on your, on your salary, on your earnings. It is calculated on your excess wealth. Quran says, Yes, They will ask you what was I pay. The Quran replied to them, Your excess wealth. Those wealth that lay there untouched. Therefore, Islam says it is not a text, it's a kind of the text. It's a ibadat. Because we don't want to make a kind of make a poor. If you look at the other 45,000 lying there, if you take any other country or any other poor tax, we would have paid maybe 45%. Yes. We only pay 2.5%. Right? And you, you are not charged zakah on your earnings. It is on your Certainly. excess wealth. And then the other question, Marana, that comes with it is, what is if someone else took out an educational policy for your child, then who pays this account that too? The one who has got, got the excess to the wealth. I had to discuss the one with the, if there is excess to it, if you can take it out now and then uh, pay for it. You know, and, and then we have to pay for it. If you can't take it out unless when it comes to the point of uh, you have access to it. Then, then the person that take it out because he's the owner of it. You as a father, the owner, the child is the owner, access to it. So the person that took it out, if you've got access to that wealth, the car becomes a wajib on him. Okay, Ferris, you want to add to that one as yes, well? Yes, I just want to add on to Aisha. To the question, the, the, the individual who asked the question about the 145,000, how much they pay the car on that. Um, and Molina mentioned it was 3,625. Just to add to say that, remember that the, the individual must have had um, the nisab in the beginning of the year as well. So if we assume he had the nisab last year and now he has the 145,000 rand, he will pay on the 145,000 rand. But if he didn't have the nisab, for example, last year and now he receives some sort of lump sum and he now has the wealth of 145,000, then he won't pay zakah. If to, he will only start paying zakah when he had the nisab. So then his calculation date will start. So I would assume then he had the nisab last year 
and now he has 145,000. So, which means his zakah is payable um, uh, for 3,625. Okay. And just for the other individual who said in terms of the monthly earning, I think the simplest and easiest way for, for everybody um, that normally asks the question with monthly earnings, we say, just look at your bank account. Because remember, all your money, the salary, generally all cash that you have goes into your bank account. Yes. So irrespective of what earnings you have or what other monthly income you get, you look at the cash you have. If you had the, the Nisab last year in your bank account of about, what, 5,400 rand, you look at what you have this year. If your calculation date is today, look at what actual cash you had, irrespective of what you paid, what you purchased during the year. You look at what cash on hand, because remember, Zakai is on current wealth that you have, surplus wealth. So you look at what you have today. If it is above the Nisab again, then you will pay on what you have on hand, irrespective of what you receive every There's, single month. You can ask the question here, yes, so what if you have two houses, but the one you rent out and the one you live in, what happens then? Okay, that's the property, um, rental income, which we'll come to, but I could cover that as well now, Auntie Aisha, if you want. So if you look at, in terms of, um, maybe now's also a good time to look at assets that's not zakatable. Um, we, we mentioned some of them last week. For example, if you look at the Professor Salasam said that you won't pay zakah on horses and slaves. So when he was referring to horses, he was referring to your means of transport. So not on the car. So not on your car. So if, if you own, alhamdulillah, four cars that you drive, one on a Saturday, one on a Sunday, one with your wife only and one with a family, um, you don't pay zakah on any of those cars because those are personal cars. Obviously, it would be different if yes. you have if you're a car dealership and cars would then be your stock. So any personal assets that you have, your furniture, your computers that you have at home, um, whatever you have in terms of ornaments or whatever, personal use, you don't pay zakah on it. Um, another asset you don't pay zakah on is waqaf. The masjid, alhamdulillah, is not, there is no definitive owner. It belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it's meant for the community um, to be able to benefit from it. So waqaf um, is also not part of um, uh, your zakatable assets. Um, if you look at, um, I'm trying to think of another asset that's not zakatable um, at the top of my head. Um, estate. Uh, no, if you look at in terms of estates, we'll cover um, later on in frequently asked questions. But if I look at certain assets that's not zakatable, it's basically just your personal assets. And if we look at it coming back to the property, so obviously the property that you live in. Um, it's not zakatable. Okay. However, you can purchase properties for three different reasons. The one is to live in. Um, you can also own two properties to live in, assuming you have two wives. So if you have two wives and you own two properties for each of them to live in, remember they're both still personal assets. Yes. If you're buying another asset as a holiday home, remember it's also all about intention. You've got to look at your intention when you're purchasing an asset. If your intention is for personal use, because a holiday home could be for personal use, it could be your second or third house property as well. But if, if it is for personal use, you only go there basically when, when you have free time and weekends and holidays. You don't base a car on it. However, if you rent out that same holiday home, you pay, you'd pay a car on the net rental income of that property. So... What the best thing for that is also in terms of the net rental income goes into your bank account. So whatever is left at the end of the day would form part of your cash element of zakah. So you'll then pay on it at the end of the day in any case. So what you're saying net rental is that um, though the, there's a lump sum going to come in on a monthly basis, the um, electricity and water, yes. all those must be deducted. So everything and relating to property expenses, yes. whether it would be the 
the levies or maintenance um, expenditure related to the property, you, you're allowed to deduct. Remember, you're still paying from it. Yes. So it would be the net rental um, income that would be zakatable. And the third property you'd purchase um, would be in terms of if you're a developer or if you, you're in the business of um, real estate. So then property would then be your stock. So that obviously inevitably would form part of your zakatable assets. The other non-zakatable assets um, include obviously all um, capital assets, um, where it would be your um, tools of trade. So if you're in any type of, say for example, manufacturing business, you manufacture clothing, for example. So the machinery, your delivery vehicles, those are all tools of trade. That is not, um, does not form part of your list of zakatable assets. You also look at unlawful assets. <coughs> if you've um, acquired any asset, if you've um, in an unlawful way, for example, if it's been if it's a stolen asset, then clearly that doesn't form part of um, zakatable assets because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala doesn't accept um, any goodness from something that isn't lawful. Um, as well as if you obviously have won the lotto or whatever, you cannot pay zakat to cleanse unlawful asset. That doesn't work as well. So those are all assets that's not zakatable. So that also answers the question in terms of the property. Yeah, shukran so. so much on that one, Ferris. There's one message that says, Shukran for a good program. I worked for 22 years and contributed towards pension. I'm drawing my pension now. Do I pay zakat on that? And should I have paid zakat on the, um, on the time while I contributed um, while I worked? Okay, so there are two questions. Yes. Firstly, let's just cover the last question first. Uh, while she was contributing, um, did she have to pay zakat? She wants to know yeah. if she had to pay. No, we covered, um, as we said earlier on, because it's a condition of employment, you um, you do not pay zakat on any of the contributions um, that, you, that you've made. Um, to the second question, she's now obviously benefiting alhamdulillah, so she's in retirement, enjoying um, the fruits. Her, yes, her life, alhamdulillah. So she's benefiting as, a, as an annuity from, from the pension fund. So basically, as we indicated earlier, you don't pay on monthly earnings. So currently, that annuity is a monthly, monthly earning. Uh, what she would do is, for example, she would have to look at what her cash balance is at um, her calculation date. So if she's got, she's got then got to consider whether she has the nisab. If she has the nisab today, if today is what she's doing her calculation at, then she's got to look at if, if the value of that nisab is what currently 5,400 rand. If it is, she's got to go back to see whether she had the nisab last year and whether she was meant to have paid zakah last year. If the answer is yes, then she will pay on what the value is she has in a bank account today. Assuming, because that's normally the best example, is that all money goes into your bank account. Because obviously I think the annuity would also go bank and, um, straight into a bank account. She'd look at what cash she has on hand, not necessarily the monthly earnings she receives every single month. Because she needs to pay um, whatever she needs to pay. She maybe still needs to pay electricity, her groceries, whatever she needs to pay, her, her monthly expenses would obviously come off that earning. So she doesn't pay on earnings, she pays on net earnings. So if she has a surplus net earnings of, what, minimum 5,400 rand, and assuming she had it last year as well, then yes, she will pay 2.5% on what she has today. Okay, Ferris, is a question that says, if you have a saving account and you now um, assess here and then you take money out, but at the end, uh, you end up still and you have more than 5,500 left, do you have to pay Zakat on that? Okay, so if you look at, you've got to assume whether Nisab was, was there for the whole year. So if they had the Nisab last year, so let's assume they did have the Nisab last year, 
of say for example 20,000 rand mm. and they withdrew a lump sum of 10,000 rand during the year and they still have the nisab now this year of, of 10,000 rand then they will pay on what they have left on hand at 10,000 rand okay and then there's another question here um, if we if we may just go to this question here it says here um, Okay, my daughter and son earn just enough to get us through the month. Um, do they pay zakah? However, I took out for my granddaughter um, an account from Sasa, and it's now five thousand. Then, do we need to pay zakah on that? Okay, to her uh, daughter and son that that earns just a minimal in terms of to sustain themselves. Obviously, if they don't have the nisab, then zakah is not due on on any of their wealth. Assuming we're just talking about cash. Yes. and they have no other assets that needs to be included um, for the granddaughter um, that she says she has a Sasa account um, as I always assumed you withdraw money from Sasa not that you have a savings savings at Sasa as well so assuming it's just a normal bank savings account um, 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 that maybe what I think what could be sort of whether you get a grant from Sasa and she's accumulated and it's now maybe been for whatever reason it's yes. now 5,000 Rand if she's had it for the whole year if she had the, the 5,000 Nisab last year as well as this year, then yes, she will pay on the 5,400 Rand, um, assuming that she is Shafi. If she's Hanafi and, it's, and the daughter, a grantor, is not Bali yet, then Nozaka is, is liable on, that, on those funds. Okay. So she's got to look at two things whether they, she has the Nisab for the full year um, and whether she's, the individual is following the Hanafi Madhab. Okay. Then this one says, Maulana Salams are an all on board question. You said that your um, wealth and everything you own belongs to your father. What if your father didn't take care of you? <coughs> okay. Adesha, I didn't say it. I said what the Rasulullah said. Rasulullah said, you know, because it's like, it's like your inheritance. The child didn't, wasn't good to me. The child didn't uh, obey me. But it is still your right of the child to give him his due. Uh, portion of inheritance. Your father did look after you, and it's your biological father, halal, biological father, halal, biological father, it makes him the right to have it over you. And it means, and it doesn't mean your father is going to take your, he has all the right of your money, he's going to can take your money if you want to. I'll just take one hadith, why, why this hadith came up. This child said that my father, the my father at times take from my, my money without my permission. And this father then Rasulullah called him to Mubajid al <coughs> And then he went in. And in the meantime, he had this poem in his mind, formulated in his mind. He came to Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the old man. And he came to appear in front of Rabbi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And this father said, You know, when you were small, I nurtured you. I. When you were sick, I, it's as if I was sick. And I was a good sleep. When you were stressful, I was more stressful. And at the same time, I used my energy to nurture your energy. Yes. I used my wealth to make your flower bloom. And in the same way, my flower was. And to youth, today, youth make you strong. And old age made me weak. When I've done all those things, I did it with intention. Maybe one day you will look at me uh, like I've looked at you when you were small. 
But they say I lived a life of a lie. All those wishes I had became worse. If you couldn't to be a son to me, at least you could have been a neighbor to me. Because a neighbor have that potential respect and hug over his next neighbor. You know? And this made up his son so much cried. You know, and it made him tear and he said he took his boy by his neck and he told him, you know, Isab and go far away from me. You and your wealth belongs to your father. If your father didn't do it for you, be the better child. Mm-hmm. If your father didn't do it, his hug, be the better child. The other person did not. Umar came. So this child, this father came to complain about his son, didn't have respect for him. Umar called this father to Majinabu also. And he said, You know, the child to Majinabu, so your father says, Complain. I asked what is my right of my father? I said, your father will give you a good name, your father will give you a dub, your father will see to your, to your maintenance, and my city will be a good mother. I said, my father has consumed me out of a prostitute, number one. Number two, he gave me the worst name. Number three, he never gave me, a, he never gave me any adab, any knowledge. Thirdly, he never gave me any food. So I said, you know what? Even if he has done wrong, you do the right thing. So it's nice to, to say m- m- about my rights. Yes. But it also, even, even everybody violates my rights, I mustn't violate the next one's rights. So at that part, many of our fathers have failed. Allah forgive them. Amen. And if they made, made mistakes in the wrong way, may Allah forgive them. Are we going to punish them now in their old age? Are we now going to be the judge between them and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? I'd rather be the ones that we do from ours as children do the right thing. Secondly, make sure that make dua, even if we didn't do it, give you your haq. Make dua, oh Allah forgive him. Oh Allah have mercy on him. Because I will also have to stand at the day of next to him. And how will I feel that day when all the anger is out of the heart? And I walk to the Jannah, Allah grant the Jannah, and he will go to Jahannam, and I'll say, Muhammad Jahannam, will you be the best person to do that? Subhanallah, shukran, Malana. Then this one question that says, is it allowed to pay zakah monthly, example, 100 rand per month? Yes, yeah, a person can pay zakah, because, you, same example, you have your zakah money. You, you know, my potential zakah for the year will be 1,200 rand. So I paid it off, but rather than, and at the, the end, I see the difference. Over the past, make do I you pay other than was Zakai so that the year that has passed you. Yes. Right? So make do I intention that I'm paid off and I hope I live to see the, 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 end, the end of the year. So pay the full amount. But to pay the advance money, you also pay the, in, in the monthly premium. Right? Then at the end of the year, the end of your whole, you decide to see where you have underpaid. And we have overpaid. Come to the same question. Can I pay more zakah? You know, let us understand that the minimum, the bare minimum is two and a half percent. And the Quran says, The more the better. So I better make a mistake. Allah will give him, will give something more. Come to fitra again. You will fitra, we, we, we want to pay. How much is the fitra? Yes. He said, How much is the minimum? Because what the MJC give us, what the Fatawa uh, uh, department gives us, is the bare minimum. Tell me in your mind, 
Well, my foteren fulfill the need of a poor person on the day of Eid. Your fidia of tenren, can my tenren fulfill to feed a hungry person at night? So, again, so you said, it's all about your intention. Yes. I give it because I say tenren, okay, I give it to my drama. But if my intention is to fulfill the need of a poor person on the day of Eid, my foteren is way under par. And if I give ten ren of idea for a confess, and I only give ten ren, and it is supposed to, to feed a person per day. So tell me your ten ren, how far can it keep you? It can't even buy a, a, a full rope of bread. Right? But it is for the person that can just make it to pay. Alhamdulillah, Allah has given us. Let us not be the ones that look for the minimum. Let's go for the maximum so that Allah reward us and the maximum reward, inshallah. I mean, I mean, one of the sons says, I just need to know, I'm 54 years unemployed, husband also unemployed, and I also put money away for my own janazah because we don't belong to a burial service. I had an X amount put aside for me or any of my family members. I used from the money due to the fact that we had um, no income. Do I pay zakah on the remaining amount? As long as the remaining amount is above the nisab. It's above the 5,400. But you know, I said people, people like to, 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 to prepare themselves for death, you know. As a Muslim, as long as there's life, there's hope. I will yeah. live longer. Well, this one says here. I was retrenched and received my provident fund, which was transferred um, to a preservation fund, and I don't have access to it until I, re I reach retirement age. So, should I pay Zakanit? Okay, so she obviously either she shouldn't retire. She she was retrenched. She was retrenched. Yes. Okay, so that not generally happens when you um, when then they put it in a preservation fund. However, preservation fund is a very is a temporary fund because from a preservation fund you've got to either then put it into an to another pension fund when you start employment again, or into a retirement annuity fund. So I assume it's then it's been moved into a retirement annuity fund because it can't stay in the preservation fund for too long because it just means to preserve. For a short period of time so if it's in a retirement annuity fund then unfortunately because remember you had a, an option when you were retrenched you had a choice of receiving the lump sum yes however because of the the tax um they tax you quite heavily i think up to about 40 percent so in terms of when in terms of the tax saving you then obviously kept it in the preservation fund with the intention of then moving it to a different fund so then because you made that choice of not accessing the money, taking the funds, it was then transferred into another fund. And because of that, it becomes a retirement annuity and the rules then apply to that of a retirement annuity fund. And that one is different in that you then have the choice of the retirement annuity fund and you pay zakah on that fund. Shukran Fairis, you know, we've been touching on the WhatsApp messages and questions all the time, Malana, but I think we are being inundated with questions on the SMS line as well. So the one question that comes along that says, and I'm hoping that this person is going to say, I want to support Sansa at this moment in time, 900,000 rand, what is my zakah, 900,000 rand, Fairis? It's um, calculated at 2.5%, it's 22,500 rand. Okay, and the next question is, I'm paying a policy which is in my husband's name, but I'm also the beneficiary. Do I pay zakah? On it, if yes, do I now pay um, the arrears of what I had to pay since I was not aware of it? First of all, it's a, it's a policy. In the husband's name. The husband's name. She's paying it, it and she's the beneficiary. Is it a, is it a life policy? Is it a 
a policy of which they have access to. Right. Yeah, so if she has access to it, and, and it is more than the sub, she must pay it. If it is just, it's a life policy, uh, because it does no access to it. Right. So, so even she's a beneficiary. Mashallah. Good for one to Right. She said to themself first. Right. So they don't have to pay. If they don't access to it, if they pay for the, for the previous years and she has access to it, she must pay the zakah. If there's no access to it, you don't pay zakah. Okay, Malana, then there's one uh, question that says, is there specific dua to be made before you dispose of your monies? Allah mabarak Oh, Allah bless me. SubhanAllah. Malana, can a person use um, interest earned on an investment to do repairs on your house? Um, am I giving it away or um, at the, the moment, what do I do? It's like the, it's like the same, same question is, can I use the money I have one by green with to do what it pays in my house. It's haram khal, it's haram khal. You can't benefit by it at all. Not for yourself, not for somebody else. And everybody will give you all the interpretations and all the things. It is wrong. It should be given away without intention. That is the simplest way. Give it away. Don't expect Allah to reward you because it's haram. Right? You don't even, we don't even want it for zakah. Right? But in the same way, you can help somebody, which is maybe a non-Muslim, to give it to the person without hoping and wishing for intention, for every word. Okay. Ashi, maybe I can just yes, add something please. back into the way said, we don't want it as a car, um, or as a, as a car fund. I think maybe what I can say is, we specifically at of do accept um, interest funds. However, they need to indicate that it's interest funds, because what we do is we use it for the benefit of non-Muslims. Yes. Because sometimes, many a times, we have non-Muslims coming to, to to the organization, either for bursaries or for welfare, welfare or in some sort of need. So we utilize those specific funds and channel it to those non-Muslims. That is where the beauty comes in with Sansa, where you, the um, donor, can say exactly where you want your funds to go to, uh, how to uh, for it to be invested. True. Yes, it's about, we, I didn't say we, Zakah fund don't want it. I'm saying you can't pay Zakah on interest money. Okay, um, then this one, Shukran Malana, this one that says, um, could you please advise, receive provident fund and gave 2.5% for zakah, have um, to live off the monies, um, it says here, as I am retired, do I still have to give zakah on the balance every year? It's like, did I make, last year Ramadan, did I fast? Yes. Yeah, I fast. This year I must fast again? Yes. Yes. Same so thing, if your money is more than Isab, you have to pay the zakah on it, right? From last year till this year, the, money, the, 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 the amount of last year, the amount of this year may, might be less, but you still have to pay zakah on that. Yes. But also the other part is it, therefore it's something to get the money, to invest it. So it's always also you don't see it actually losing value. We only see the figure. Okay. And the other part, we don't see reward because we can't see the reward. Unless our intention is purely to, to save Allah, for Allah's sake, and then you, with a mind of hidayah, and with a mind of iman, you will see the money increase. This one says, Shikran for assisting us in this important aspect, Malana. I would like to inquire. I've received my pension, and I would like to um, know. Um, uh, who is uh, what is the amount um, I must pay for the amount of 40,000 40, rand? 
1,000 rand. 1,000. So if you look at 2.5% on 40,000 rand, is 1,000 rand. Okay. Then uh, this one says, I would like to know if a wife can pay a zakah for a husband's studies. <laughs> You know, the day, I mean, we discussed it last week. Yes. Because I'm, 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 uh, a, a husband can't give his car to his wife. So you know, there's always someone who's looking for a gila, you know. Gila is a trick. Uh -huh. You know, way a, gray, a gray way out here, so, or a gray area. But the wife, because she's a, and now there's a woman only the money, you know. Parakallah. We're a very good woman in our, in our society. They earn more money, they give more money, alhamdulillah. But now can I give my my zakat to my husband? Or can I pay my husband's fees with my with, with my zakat money? Have some fitness. <laughs> why should a man take if he had the wife why can't he just give it to the husband or borrow it to him you know but don't you use a car use a car is supposed to change somebody else's life but you, because it's going to help you one day because he studies it's going to make you one day a richer person so have something to don't use a car on my husband because the Nabi Salaam didn't use a car for his own family why should I use my zakah as a wife to, to my husband? She can. Sharia-wise, she can. There's a fatwa. Taqwa. I mean, conscious. But I'm saying taqwa is in every action. You get the fatwa, but not what is the ruling? And that is the ruling of Islam. And what is the finesse or the, or the taqwa of it? Does your husband deserve your, your dirty money? You'll be the judge. And well, on that note, when you speak about finesse and you know taqwa and um, dirty money, if the husband will receive the dirty money from the wife, it's putting it quite lightly because really often we we oblivious of really you know what it is, what zakah is. And earlier you mentioned it's an ibadah, it's an ibadah that you need to look after the poor, basically those yes. who in need. So asking yourself, is my husband really in need of my of my dirty money, basically? It's, uh, we're not going to say dirty money, but it's cleansing. It's it's not dirty when it goes where it is supposed to go to. First of all, I think that the answer is given. There's a hukum. Yes. I don't know if it's the ruling. And the one is the taqwa part of it. The concept is the iman part of it. So let the person who look for a scapegoat, a way out to decide what is my intention. Do I want Allah to reward me? Yes. My husband and wife are supposed to be. Likes to give to one another more. Tahadu, tahabu. Give one another praises. You love one another more. Imagine she pays his, his, his uh, studies. How much he will love her. Allahu Akbar. And he might even tomorrow do 10 times something more for, for, for her. If it is just paid. If she can afford it. If it, and if it's not, it's accountable. Yes. Even if it's accountable. Do it for the husband. Like we do it for our wives, for our children, for our nephews, our nieces. MashaAllah. But there's some, maybe somehow. We must have the, the taqwa, that iman, and that finesse of where my money goes to, inshallah. inshallah. One of his question is, can I give fidya in a form of bread to the orphans or widows as an, uh, or the underprivileged, or must it be in cash? No, your pastor can do it anyway. It's supposed to, to feed somebody, right? Uh, uh, let's go back again. If I give one bread, can it feed a person? Can, 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 if I to be the, the one in the receiving side. Can my ten rand make a day's meal for a for, for a poor person, right? Uh, put some butter also on, you know, and put some jam also on, mm -hmm. and, 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 and something else worth, so that Allah Subhanahu can be happy with me at the end of the day.
Inshallah. Um, Fairest, I think this brings us back to many of the topics that you still want to discuss, maybe that we haven't covered, which is so important. Yes, Aisha, and maybe I should cover a topic that uh, very much relates to women um, and it comes to the zakah on gold and silver and jewelry. Yes. Um, so this is normally where a lot of the women um, tend to ask questions and that's why we normally have a separate ladies zakah um, seminar specifically for them and in fact maybe i can mention it now in case we forget later is that we're having one on saturday at ipsa of the dhuwr inshallah so it's specifically just for women so it's an all ladies um zakah seminar after the word, um, it's about around an hour, hour and 20 minutes. So please do come um, to come and educate and empower yourselves, and especially to those who generally have lots of questions and who don't want to either ask it on air or at a, at a specific forum, an open forum. Um, so please do come and um, join us, even if you just want to educate yourself. Because remember, um, as women, we are the first educators of the Ummah. So uh, we need to teach our children. We need to make sure that our husbands pay what they need to pay. So hopefully, inshallah, by the time you leave on Saturday, you'll be able to do some sort of basic calculation and then tell your husband what he needs to pay over, inshallah. So going back to the, to the content in terms of zakah and gold and silver. So here we have a difference of opinion. So we're here we have in terms of a Hanafi mother and all the other madahib. So um, we generally in Cape Town, most of the, of the people around here in the community follow the Shafi'i madhab. Although um, I went to a presentation last year, December, and we found that most of the bonds that were registered from Houting residents were actually for Cape Town properties. So we find that a lot of the Joburg people are moving down south. They, mm -hmm. they, love, they seem to love the Cape Town weather. Um, so we have more Hanafi um, individuals amongst us as well. So um, for the Hanafi um, people that follow the Hanafi Madhab, all gold, so whether it's acquired for personal use, resale or investment, um, is accountable. So all jewelry that you have, whether it's uh, jewelry that the har you received when you were married, the gold Kruger coins in terms of your mahar, so all jewelry that you receive, gold or silver, is accountable. However, for the, for the other Madhahib, Personal jewelry is not zakatable, but all the other gold and silver investment to resale is zakatable. So when you received um, as mehr your 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 your, and your gold coin, that is zakatable if you shafie. Sorry, Marvin, so when you got married and your your mehr was a gold coin. That is accountable because you're not wearing it. It's not personal use. Yes, because as a, usually as a Kruger Rand, remember yes. the weight of a Kruger Rand is about, what, 33, 34 grams. So somebody can't say that I've made it into personal jewelry because there's no way you can carry that heavy Kruger Rand around your neck. I think I've mentioned last year that you either have a stiff neck or you will have no neck. Somebody can <laughs> take that Kruger Rand from you. So that's usually just basically in a coin. Um, usually a quarter Kruger Rand is usually the average um, did, yeah. what they make into personal jewelry. Mm -hmm. So if you have a quarter Kruger Rand that's made into personalized jewelry, then that is not zakatable if you're um, Shafi. But the, usually the bigger ones that weighs quite a lot, those are specifically for appreciation purposes. You, the purpose of the, of the coin is so, so that one day it can appreciate in value for you to be able to sell. Yes. So those are all zakatable. However, if you only have gold and silver, or let's assume people don't generally keep silver, they usually generally keep gold. If you only have gold um, and no other wealth, so you have no cash, you have no investments or unit trust, and you only have gold, then you have to follow the nisab for gold. And the gold nisab is about 84 grams. So remember, so you must have around about three Kruger Rands to be able to have the nisab for gold. 
and this is only a, this only applies if you don't have any other wealth. So if you, for example, a house mom that received Krugerrands as dowry, um, and you're currently not working, so you have no you have no means of of an earning. So what happens is that for you as an as a as an individual only having the gold, you will follow the nisab of gold, which is 84 grams of gold. So if you have anything less than the 84 grams, you don't pay zakah on that. But if you do have other wealth, then you will follow the nisab. Um, generally, that is about the 5,400 rand. Okay. Then this question is, please advise, can I give my interest earned on an investment um, to my children who struggle? <laughs> Again, Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa barakatuh salli You can't give it to your children. As simple as that. You know, because it's a benefit for yourself. Your children becomes your responsibility. Right? Do you want to give that haram money to your children? Why would you want to see your children eating haram? If you have interest, so it means you have capital also. Why can't you give them your capital to your children and not give your children this haram money? As simple as that. And then the one question is, when is Fidia due? Fidia, you can pay up front from the first day, but it's actually day, day by day, which they can't fast. Okay. They, they can't fast, they pay Fidia. I thought it's okay. Normally, we have a terminal illness. So I'm not, I'm not going to pay, I'm, I can't fast for the alternate days. So I can pay it up front, or I can pay it per day, or I can pay it at the end of the month also. Well, earlier on, when you answered the question, when the lady asked, can I pay 100 rand per month? Um, you know, on my zakah, then yes. they said yes. yes. But does that mean um, in advance and not that they sparse? I said in you, can pay, you can pay in advance. In advance. Right, so, but it was similar time we don't have that big amount to pay of the past. Yes. Because either I must know to withdraw from, from, my, from my investments and all those things. So I said, okay, I'll pay it off. I thought the past years, zakah. Paid off, but also in, with intention that I, I'm going to live till the end of the financial no year. Right? So, the, I, I give you an answer that you be the judge yourself. Right? So, there's no guarantee. So, make sure that if I give, if I didn't make it up, make it part of your debt when you do your will also. Inshallah. And this brings us to the fact that there's a Walls Clinic um, at Masjid Rabi this coming weekend, hosted by Ipsos students as well, so people must make their way there, Inshallah. <sighs> coming back to our topic, Jan Zakan, you've mentioned um, you know, those jewelries as well this morning. Anything else that's very important that needs to be shared with our listeners, still, Paris? Just to wrap up the gold um, and silver, um, at least a car on gold and silver, um, uh, what we normally advise for the women is, for example, because you get different carrots of gold, um, it's best to go to a reputable jeweler. So what you do is you have the other gold weighed. So you only need to do this once. Um, and you only need to then go again if you're adding any other jewelry to your list. So what you do is you go to the jeweler, ask him to, to list all the carrots of different golds that, 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 that you do have. And then keep this list with you so that every single here because remember the only thing that changes is the value per gram of yes. the gold and silver it's not the weight that changes so the weight stays constant you just then update your list based on the gram um, per gold or silver and you can find this on either our website or on our app which we have that gets dated up um, that gets updated um, quite often if not every day with the nisab um, and then that would then recalculate what your value is every single year so that's the best way to calculate um, in terms of your gold and silver but I shall also with the add on for fighters or so in a jewelry it is only your gold jewelry or your silver jewelry not the mineral in it because at the time your diamond is more worth 
than the gold. Okay, so uh, it doesn't include the minerals because there's no zakat on the minerals. There's also calm diamonds, and a, and but to, to, be, to be more nicer. Unless you're in business with, with diamonds. Yes, because it's stock. But also very clever, but it's only on gold and silver, not the platinum. It's also called platinum. So if you're clever, so you, you spoil your wife, don't buy it next year or this year by university a gold ring. Buy a platinum ring. If you're Hanafi, buy a platinum ring so you won't pay Zakah on it. She, if she's the owner of it, so she's saved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so you don't pay Zakah. And you also have stolen a heart in, in a better way also, inshallah. Rahman, there's a question that says, what date can sons of pay out of Zakah? What date? Can sons of pay out of Zakah? Because of one of the categories of the Masarib of Zakah is the one that's halal debt. As simple as it is a halal debt. A person has got, gone so deep into interest. You, how do we use such good money for our, our mistakes in life? Number one. Number two, a person has gone to um, the gambling place and you now is in trouble. And this, this is not uh, we are putting on to the gambling. It is a reality. People use their earnings to gamble and now their responsibilities was neglected. So do I give the ummas money, the ummas halal, hard, sweated money to somebody and just wasted the day money into gambling or into, into haram ventures? So we will say, one of the Masarib is a person who is indebted, but halal debts. Okay. Well, this brings us also to speaking maybe about, uh, you know, the recipients. Of zakah. First of all, the recipient of zakah is, you know, it's so, it's so important that we go over and over and tell us at times, and it's like a stuck record. But the azan is also a stuck record, you know. <laughs> you know, if if you didn't have a zuar, I must make a zan for asr again, you know. Yes. And if we didn't have a asr, make a zan, but we, we shy. Maybe one day, inshallah, we will all understand the right way of making, of making salah or, or untimed salah. So first of all, who the person that you must make sure that zakah is an who must be a Muslim. Only Muslims pay zakah. Other people pay the tenth of their salary, and but Muslims pay zakah under the rules of zakah. Secondly, zakah is an individual responsibility. Although me and my wife, we both we both work and we both have monies and all the things, but what is mine, I have I, my, my responsibility to pay my my zakah. The wife says, "Because that's to pay her zakah." It's like fasting. I fast my own fast, and she fasts her own fast also. You know, so she will pay, pay her own zakah, and as, and as husbands, we should pay our own. As, we should pay our own zakah also. Where with the company. Whether it's a CC, whether it's a P2I Lamad, whether it's whatever it is. So we should pay we I know I don't machine the company. I know we have a stock. I know I know what is whatever it is. I become responsible for my share. Allah will ask me about my share. Who must pay it? I am responsible for myself. If your accountant didn't pay it, it is your it is your responsibility. Not that kind of responsibility. You will make sure it get it get dispersed and it goes out also. And then also again we can better the same way. And zakah is followed every year. Like Ramadan, fasting is followed every year. Whatever everything else is sunnah. Right? But the zakah is followed every year. 
to the car and say, but I did pay Zaka, you know, uh, mm. some time ago. You know, I, you yeah, when I got the money, yeah, when I got the money, I get paid by Zaka. Like, I did make Kurbani when my kids were just born. It's like Kurbani every year. You know, like Som is every year, so much is Zaka every year. Okay. To whom we call give a Zaka to? And it's important. You are responsible, the owner's lies and the payer that he pays. And the second part, it, it goes to the right category, to the right people. The, the owner's lies and the payer. Allah is going to ask you. There was an order that said, you know, pay zakah quickly. Before they come, when nobody will take your zakah anymore. person will say, if they come yesterday, I had a need. Today, I don't have a need. Right? Then the second part. Third part is the person that takes by you giving zakah, you do nobody a favor. The person that takes your zakah that is doing you a favor. Subhanallah. I, I must repeat it again. The person that pays zakah to anybody, right, he does nobody a favor. But the person that receives the money, that takes the money from you, he do you a favor by taking the zakah. Right. So who you can't give zakah to? I can't give zakah to those who, people that, that, that receive. Does he know that they put, the person that has a So he, mean he is self-sustainable. Yes. He has money, excess money. You can't give him money. And how, how, how do you know that? You know, that's like fit time, man. If you go to the old person, you know, there's a pension there. But he gave, gave, we got this provident fund uh, uh, just a year ago, and he didn't finish this provident fund. You know, so I can't give it to the person zakah because the person is already so called is rich. Yes. Or that auntie was also passed away, you know, last year. But he paid out the insurance also. Insurance paid out. His policy paid out. Everything paid out. So she has the self worth. She is self sustainable. You can't because it's a, not a widows and old people. You tell women, get, but you can't get to those who have the means for self-sustainability. Then the other part is people will stay by the mosque or in the streets or by whatever and they were big. You know, I can go work. And that is the biggest fear that we are, by giving, we're creating a lazy nation. I don't have to go work because I can't can be a robot time as Yeah. I make 300 rand a day. If I go work, I, I get 100 rand. So it's, it's actually more profitable, profitable to stay in there and, and get more money. So now we are, you can't give to those who are capable to work and not working. They say they call it a workshop person, an Afrikaans, a valley worker. You can't give a zakah because your car is not there to make you dependent on zakah. So they're supposed to improve you, not make you dependable. Now, people will, when people come and ask you, they don't give it, they will tell you, yeah, I'm an Arab cake for her, and I go to the church, and I go, go here and there. Go to the church. If your iman is so cheap. Quran says, Yamununa alaika and aslamu. They think they do you a favor by being Muslim. But Allah is a favorite us by giving us Subhanallah. <laughs> well, now you've mentioned now, you know, who cannot um, receive zakah. And then you, you've also mentioned that people saying, uh, Bichu bayya, uh, usila stram and siwa, and a plikfra. 
Okay. You know, people, nobody should uh, uh, give the gun to your head about you have to give to the person. When, the, when you feel that the person is not eligible, it is your zakah, it is your ibadah, it is your responsibility to so go to the best part of it. The third cup, uh, uh, category is those who are the disbelievers and they fight against Islam. You know, and we just think at those who fight against Islam, um, those who fight against Muslim countries. There are many uh, organizations that are trying to defame Islam. Speak against the Quran, speak against the Rabbi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and making us now understand, no, we are, we, are, we, are, we are following the wrong religion. And the next person, the next group is the family of Rabbi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They can't get to the family of Rabbi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But also be very clear that everybody that, that is a Sayyid, a Sa'id, doesn't mean he's a Rabbi Muhammad's family. You know, in the past, you say people to, 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 to claim I'm a Sayyidi. Yes. You know, a Sayyidi means I'm supposed to be a Sayyidi, a fortunate one. It is a prophet of Rabbi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Their blood is by being diluted very thin by now, you know. Right? So, there isn't much. That was a tell Rabbi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Direct families. Right? And then, uh, where do you use, where do you spend the money? Where do you spend the car? The best in your own mantaka, in your own vicinity. Right, where the people nowadays feel it is better to make sure that you you spend the money in the area where you earn the money, right? We we we, we make it South Africa as South Africans, we just spend the money in South Africa first, right? Before you spend the money somewhere else, they say charity begins at home. So the end. The ulama used this hadith that Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam asked mm-hmm. the person if I have one dirham, who should I spend it to? Sit on your family. That's why I have two dirhams. Which I spend, I spend it on. Sit on your family. So I have three dirhams, mean three silver coins. Who do I spend it on? So I said to your family and those near to your family. I mean those who are around you and those near to you. So therefore the encouragement and as a part of Sanjab's idea is to make sure we spend all zakah collected in South Africa is being spent in South Africa. So the South Africans first benefit by the zakah of the South Africans. Other people feel that there's somebody else in need. This is our policy. Only becomes the disaster. And a special, a special need arises. Then we, 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 we change our policy. But otherwise, all the money that the sense of is collecting is being spent locally. Now, who can I give to money? Our time is not much, inshallah. But those whom I can give my zakah to. But don't, if I give it to an organization, make sure, again, the owners lies unto you, the donor, to make sure I give it to the right organization. Okay. And I'm not saying there's the wrong ones. But it's important also to make sure it must be reputable, it's accountable, it's transparent. I know where my money goes into the right way. Okay. I know that, and I'm confident that the money I spend goes into the right particular people. And we should also be very careful of how we choose organizations. Does the most of the money goes to salaries, or does it go to the real, which Allah has mentioned first? Mm-hmm. Therefore, the Quran states to us, "Inna lil wal masakin." He first uses the two categories: those who have nothing, no income, and the other part is those who have an insufficient income. 
And thirdly, to those who have mentioned zakah, you can't put the, most of your money into, into the amilin or to the amilun or the administration. It must go, the most must go to the poor and the needy. And that is the, 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 the crux of the matter, how we make sure that I spend my money is being given to the right category. And this is a good part of Sanzam also, where they give you a chance in life to decide how to spend the money. It's like paying somebody's school fees yes. or somebody's varsity fees. Um, and I work through Sanzam. And also I develop somebody. Or take this money and start with, um, uh, education from early learning. Or take this money mm. and see to, the, see to all of us wealthy. Or to take my zakat money, I will allow, but I love you to do it in this way. Because personal owners lies unto you. Mm -hmm. So now I greet it over, and I know that the, the transparency is there, accountability is there. So when something goes wrong, I can say, Allah, I have taken and I did my investigation. Therefore, I put my money there. Mm -hmm. So if I don't, don't do that, I don't have a, 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 any answer to Allah on the day of Qiyamah. Inshallah. Fair is just getting the touch on the businesses as well because we have lots of business popping up as well. Fair is entrepreneurs, you know, doing those small businesses too. Yes, Auntie Aisha, we've covered a lot in terms of um, personal assets. Yes. So I think, yeah, I think it's just. Um, uh, it makes sense for us now to move on in terms of business assets and basically with business assets they, they are those that are liquid and circulating like cash and debtors um, and stock um, just to remind individuals that the the ones that are not zakatable which are your capital assets and tools of trade those are not zakatable so just remember that no matter what the value is for example if you look at your um, building so if you have a manufacturing um, business and you own a building as well, no matter what the value of that building is, um, it is not zakatable. Um, so if we move straight in terms of just in terms of stock, um, remember these are goods that you've acquired either with the intention of um, resale or for the purpose of manufacturing and then with the, with the intention of, of selling. With stock, however, there, there are differences of opinions in terms of what do you value your stock at. Um, and the three different views are, for example, you value at market value, you can value at stock, and the third uh, opinion is where you value at wholesale price. Now with wholesale price, they look at if you had whatever stock you have and you look at what would that price be if one individual came to buy all your stock. Okay. So it would be like a bulk price. Um, so you'd look at basically somebody um, willing buy or willing sell a transaction. Um, and we find that because of those three differences of opinion, we, we basically just advise um, individuals that they need to be practical in terms of calculating the car, and it's also not meant to burden them. So they need to then ensure um, exactly the, the process of how to calculate zakah. Because if you look at, like you've mentioned, Auntie Aisha, there are so many entrepreneurs and um, individuals that have small businesses at home that are not even aware that, for example, with the stock that they have. So it's not just your finished goods. It includes your raw materials. So if you were in the clothing um, manufacturing industry, like we had an example earlier on, you look at the material, you look at your cotton, you look at all of your raw materials to manufacture the, the, the shirt, for example that forms part of your stock so it include everything because that has value as well so your stock is basically all goods that you have um, available um, and the most common practice is actually the bulk buyer price which is the willing buyer willing seller in 
in one transaction. Okay. Sometimes, however, the sale may be difficult based on the, the, the stock that you have. Because remember, you may be in an industry where you don't have an ordinary person coming through the door and just say, okay, I'm willing to buy all your stock. What would the price be? And because it's very subjective, um, a lot of the individuals say, okay, we'll rather go market price. They'll rather be safer and say that we'll rather pay more than wanting to pay less. Okay. Um, so there, there are differences of opinions. If you have something very specific in terms of within your industry and you're not sure, then it's best that you call the office um, and in terms of um, get a consultant to just discuss with you um, how to calculate it. Um, and then another um, assets that we have in terms of debtors. I know we don't have much time. So basically, um, just to go very quickly, we have basically strong data and you have a data that may not be able to pay you. So with strong data, because remember that changes every single month. So yes. it's in a point in time. So whatever somebody owes you and most likely that they're going to pay you, you'll pay Zakar on that. For the weak debtor, the insolvent debtor, um, there are two kinds of those. You have family and then you have those that are not family. <laughs> For family that owes you money, um, I think from, from uh, an advice from an individual family member, write it off. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you for, for writing it off. Um, but for the person that, in terms of, because remember with business, there are certain other, um, there's a legal, that was a legal transaction. So somebody will perhaps pay you at the end of the day. So what you can do is, um, they normally advise that if you're not sure whether the person's going to pay, you can then defer the zakah until you actually receive it. Okay. And then you have to then retrospectively go back and calculate the amount that you haven't received for the two or three years until you actually receive those funds. Um, so that's basically in terms of in terms of debtors. Ferris, then can we go to these questions in just a minute quickly, Malano? And and I think this one you spoke of, Ferris, which is the jewelry and says, Salams is gold according to the Shafi Madhab as a cutable. I read in a book that only the um, Hanafi Madhab, it's only in the Hanafi Madhab that gold is a cutable. And in the Shafi Madhab, one Kruger and poor 23 years ago, is it a cutable? And jewelry necklaces not worn, is it a cutable? Okay, so if you look at, like we said, the two differences of opinion with yes. the Hanafi Madhab, whether it's personal or for investment or resale, you'll pay zakah on it irrespective. So the Shafi Madhab is where the difference of where, where the, normally the, the, the concern where people want to ensure whether they pay zakah or not. Mm. So for Shafi, if it's personal jewelry, so this is not your Kruger gold coin because that is, that is not um, as, as per se what we would normally term jewelry. Okay. So the personal jewelry is the ones that you wear every single day. So for Shafi, even though you don't wear it, it's still personal jewelry. If you decide to wear it once a year or every tenth year, it doesn't matter. It's personal jewelry. You don't pay Zakat on it. However, the gold Kruger coins are different because that's, I think the purpose of buying a gold Kruger coin is for an intention of, of appreciation in value. Inshallah. So you pay on gold. Well, we're on to but there's just one question I think that needs to be answered in this one. Can you tell me if these, um, the organization what to do with the zakah, for example, can you, can you tell them what to do if you want to uh, pay uh, 12,500, can you request to build a water well with your zakah? You can, whatever you, 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 you can, as long as it is the person, the, the, the money goes to a particular person. Okay. Remember? All the, the, the masarif, the beneficiaries of zakah, yes. are those who are uh, uh, personal nouns. You know, so let us be, and, and, and also you must make sure that does the money goes to a particular person. It's not hanging in the air. Okay. No one is the owner. The, 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 as the, as the, to pay zakah, you must be the malik, the person. The, 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 the money goes to. They will also become tamlik, become the ownership must get there also. 
to particular persons or persons. Inshallah, Maulana. Ferris, unfortunately, that's all we have time for. Big shukran for being in Syria. And we've learned a lot. Alhamdulillah, shukran so much. And our listeners, we hope that we've sufficed all your questions and answered all of them, inshallah. If not, you can call the officers, Maulana, that number, 021. Double four seven oh two nine seven. Shukran so much. And on that note, I need to take my leave as well. Shamasaf Aifalat, Assalamu alaikum, Warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.